Comedy Outsider Podcast. We're on the outside, not looking in. Hello and welcome to Comedy Outsider Podcast. This is episode number 99, folks. Can you believe it? It feels like just two and a half short years ago, I began this journey of weekly podcasting, which became every other week, monthly, then I went back to weekly, then it was uh, once a month again, I think, I don't know, what can I say, I'm I'm a busy guy, no, I, I just, you know, I gotta, I gotta crack down on this, and, uh, you know, I think a big part of it is I started drinking again, and uh, it was way easier to put these things out when I wasn't drinking. I I made it like six months or so. I haven't drank anything today. That's why I'm actually doing this. I'm trying to curb my appetite for delicious alcohol, but, uh, you know... It's a real scorcher out there, folks. I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, I don't even think it's officially summer yet. Or it might have just, this first day of summer might have been like yesterday or last week. I don't remember. I was drunk. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, things are going okay, though, folks. Things are looking up. Things are bright. The sun is bright, for fuck's sake. It's painful. I really have to respect people who have lived their whole life in the desert because I grew up in Florida, as many of you are aware. Uh, I grew up in Tampa, and I lived there until I was 25 or 26. I forget when I moved, but I moved to Austin, Texas when I was 25 or 26. But the majority of my life, I spent all my formative years down in old USA penis uh, the little the, the hack joke that you've heard a million times it's the penis of America um, actually my favorite take on it was uh, this comedian I forget who said it uh, but they said you know not only does it look like a penis but the Florida Keys come off the end like a jizz shot on the Cuba or Uh, I butchered that. Anyway, it's the perfect example of, as George Carlin said, why missiles are shaped like dicks, bullets, everything. Yeah, it's aerodynamic, but also, I mean, look at it. I look at it, you know? It's a big dick-waving contest. That was George Carlin. That's he said that. I didn't come up with it, okay? So don't, you know... Don't, uh, well, do whatever you want. I don't care. What am I, your boss? Uh, there's no way I'm ever being a boss again, man. I, I've been, uh, working at, uh, this, uh, package delivery company. Uh, if you know me, I'm sure you've, you already, you know where I work, but, um, I try not to name names on here. So I work for this, uh, generic run-of-the-mill 
package delivery company loading delivery trucks overnight. And um, it's not a bad gig. It's very physical. It's a bit cerebral. I enjoy those aspects of it. And um, there's a few people that have told me that I should try to uh, look for promotions because, uh, you know, you know, it's a physical job loading trucks. But I honestly, I don't think I would ever, I don't think, I don't really, I, maybe a day will come when I feel like I could get into management or something, but I managed a retail store for about two, three years. And, um, I do not enjoy it. I don't like to tell people what to do. That's not a very good manager. And um, I remember <laughs> I worked with a lot of like younger folks, like college age, you know, college student uh, age range. And um, I remember what it's like when, you know, you feel like you're on top of the world. You're uh, 18, 19, 20. When you make it into your 20s, holy shit, look out. I know more than everybody else. I've got all the answers. You know, uh, you think that everything's, uh, you know, you feel invincible. Um, and then life shits on you enough. Repeatedly, your expectations are deflated. Um, I'm just joking. But you know what I mean. Um, perhaps it's just maturity, folks. And it's not being driven, pile drive, pile driven into the earth by life constantly. <laughs> um, that was started as a laugh and then I turned into, I choked on my own uh, laugh. But I, 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 I used to try so hard to, to manage and, and like be kind to people and, um, you know, explain things to people, ask people to do stuff in, like, the nicest way possible. And it wouldn't matter. Nine out of ten times, people take offense to it. They look at me. What are you doing? Why are you standing there? Why are you talking to me? Who are you? Why are you naked? Uh, where's the exit? You know what I mean? All these questions. And I'm not even making much more than these jokers, but I tried it. I didn't like it, all right? I'm not ashamed to admit it. I didn't care for it, and I don't know if I would ever want to do it again. I don't like having, I, I like to know what I'm doing with my job. Like, I like to I have like, I load a few trucks, I get there, I know exactly what I'm doing, there's no surprises. Good Lord, pardon me. As you can tell, I'm recording this in the afternoon, and I was up all night. Um, I actually didn't have to start today until 3-something, so so that's cool. But I definitely got uh, got a rhythm going with work, and I don't like, I don't like to, I don't want to change, you know? I don't, how do you like, what do you, do you like it? Some people are made for it. And I hear people be like, oh, you got to have the type A personality or whatever. It doesn't mean I'm not type A, okay? All right? I'm very, very OCD. And I'm very particular about how things go. But I, it, but it's 
at a point to a point where like if it's out of my control then I just I'm not gonna stress out about it you know if I have to tell people you know do hey do you mind uh, taking this uh, all the way to the other side of the warehouse um, I'd rather just do it myself honestly I don't want to bother people so no I'm not I'm not getting into management I know you're all wondering um, but I will tell you folks I miss being on stage I really do and I had planned to release my first album this year I actually have a double album that I was going to record and uh, release part one this year and part two next year that was my goal but as you know everything is shut down but I have been working on some material uh, if you don't mind I know it's um, a little unorthodox but I've been working on some the difference between men and women jokes uh, I know it, you haven't heard this stuff before it's uh, really novel no offense to uh, people thinking about novel coronavirus um, but you know what I'm reading and um, so here goes uh, joke number one alright I read that men hear women's voice says like music so excuse me if while you're talking I do a little dance alright it's fun I enjoy it and of course the same study said that women register men's voices like this you wanna have sex um Obviously, everybody's different, but that's pretty much most of humanity. And woman, woman, uh, hu woman, hu womanity, peopleosity. Uh, remember travelosity. Remember the gnome. It's a shame he overdosed. Anyway, uh, it's hot. It's hot. You know why I haven't done one of these fucking podcasts? Because I got nothing to talk about, folks. My entire life is working and then coming home and working and then going to work and working and then coming home and working. That's it. That's all I do. That's all I do. You got some work? I'll do it. There's only 24 hours in the day. Let's spend it working, folks. But hopefully, hopefully, you know, things pay off. Maybe this year I will actually get to record the double album. And I'll be able to stick to the plan. We'll see, you know, how things open up. Obviously, I I think that they've started opening up shows here in Vegas. But I know other parts of the country, like Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida. the The first comedy club I ever got on stage at. A uh, wonderful little venue in Carrollwood uh, neighborhood of Tampa. Um, beautiful room. It's side splitters to me is uh, it's like honestly, uh, 
it's the perfect little room uh, for comedy. I mean, there's um, the the way that the room is angled. They have the stage in one corner of the room, and then almost like uh, like the 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 crowd like is wrapped around the stage. So, no matter where you're sitting, you get a pretty pretty good viewpoint, and it's not too big, and uh, but it's not too small. And I still remember back when you could smoke in comedy clubs. Um, 2005, I think, was the last year, or 2006. But you could smoke in comedy clubs still, and I would go, and I would just, they had, like, there's just this aura of a smoky room, you know, you like, you see the smoke just filling the room in the, in the beams of light. It's very beautiful and very, uh, to me, like, uh, almost like a painting, like a real life painting. It's, uh, something that you don't get to see anymore. Um, unless you go to certain rooms, like there was a room in, uh, Sarasota, Florida, about an hour South of Tampa where one or two nights they had smoking shows or it was like the late show, a couple nights that you could smoke in the back of the room and you kind of get that feeling but it's not the same you know it's not the same McCurdy's is is another great room I want to promote all these cool rooms that I've gotten to see over the years and uh, get on stage at because there's a good chance a lot of them are struggling because of being closed because when your entire revenue is pretty much alcohol sales I mean, they probably make some money on food. A lot of times comics, they keep the door money or they get paid, uh, you know, a flat fee and the club keeps the ticket sales. So the, the club will get like money from the ticket sales plus alcohol or they'll make a deal with the comedian where the comedian gets part of alcohol sales or they get a bonus if they sell enough tickets. That's the kind of way that they run these businesses. But most clubs, they make a big chunk, like probably 80% of their income, of their ad, uh, not ad revenue, but their their actual, like, you know, cash flow comes from selling alcohol, so you know, they, what are they going to do? You can't sell booze, you can't, you know, I, I'm interested to see how it all plays out with social distancing rules, and it just seems kind of, like, messed up when you think about it, like, it's a huge inconvenience. Obviously, if you get sick, it's even more of a convenience. And if you have somebody that you care about that succumbs to the illness, uh, or like so many people, uh, you don't just die from one thing. It's like you have you have like the uh, coronavirus, and then you get pneumonia, and you get like a kidney infection or something like that, and then it just balloons from there. And before you know it, you're fucked. But not in a good way. Um, but yeah, Sarasota, Florida. If you find yourself down there, check out McCurdy's Comedy Club. Um, I fucking love that room so much. I, I, I went there a bunch of times when I lived in Florida. Haven't been back in years. Uh, but what I love about it is they have their green room. A lot of times you go to the 
comedy clubs and it's like a tiny little theater and uh rooms have certain feels to them certain vibes like i love side splitters but um in side splitters you 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 enter the, you go go to the stage through the audience which i i dig and the green room is is like not even attached to the comedy club it's there's like a it's in like the back kitchen and you can walk through the kitchen and come through the server entrance to walk to the stage or you could just walk through you know whatever you gotta walk through the crowd though McCurdy's though uh, it makes you feel like a rock star really uh, because they have a green room backstage and then they have this tunnel this little backstage area that you take to get to uh to the stage and um i remember the first time i played it man i was like quite nervous and there's this thing where like you don't see the crowd uh unless you go out and hang out and then go back before like right before you go up then you can kind of like get a feel for the audience which isn't bad but if you hang out in the green room the whole time which a lot of people do you don't get to see the crowd face to face until you walk through the curtain and there they are right there and uh they're ready to laugh hopefully um but there's that there's um the zanies comedy clubs they have uh several of them nashville um there's two in chicago i believe there's uh rosebond and old town which i've been to the old town one couple times then there's the crackers comedy clubs i've been to the one in indianapolis that one's really really cool that one has a green room in the back so you walk through the crowd anyway but that green room is like it's it's almost like being in a like a a phone booth there's enough room for two people maybe three but two is comfortable and i actually got to hang out there with one of my favorite people in the world, Tom Rhodes. I know I'm bragging, but uh, it's even more special when you're there with somebody you dig because you're there's really nothing you can do other than just you're like you're in a phone booth with somebody basically. I mean, they have chairs there, so it's a little bit bigger. It's like two phone booths maybe. Um makes me wonder though if anybody's ever gone any comics have ever gone there and and were like um superman you know like they jumped in there and they changed into their stage clothes and then came out to go to tell jokes and make everybody happy which is the goal of a lot of comedians but not all of them i love patrice o'neill he's one of my favorites rest in peace patrice uh he used to love to turn the audience on him to dig himself a hole just to see if he could get back out because he got so good at at, at stand up at performing that it was easy for him to kill every time and do well so he enjoyed giving himself a challenge and to me that's so many people aren't funny and you go see them and they're, they might be okay or whatever but this guy was so good he he got sick and fucking tired of of doing well so he just uh you know told some uh 
jokes that would offend people on purpose or whatever and he lo- he was great at talking to the crowd and and doing crowd work i mean the guy's he's a genius uh, he was a genius but anyway search his stuff if you've never seen him um one of my all-time favorite specials elephant in the room uh by patrice o'neill he has it's it was the last special he did before he passed away and he did he was it was fucking insane how good in my opinion and um i i watched him over the years like uh on on different shows and whatnot never got to meet him unfortunately but he might not he might not he might not like me i don't know just some white boy but life's not bad though you know what can i say um let me see how much time have i fucking done Wow, oh, 20 minutes. Um, I have a couple emails. Um, by the way, if you want to write me, write me an email. Um, you can write me andrewburnett at gmail.com. And if you don't know how to spell my name, it's all around you. If you're listening to this, it's in the title, it's in the description, whatever. It's uh, on my website, um, comedyoutsider.com or andrewburnett.net you can go to either one of those and uh, it's you know you can just check it out send me an email I haven't sent postcards out and uh, I've been meaning to um, it's been a while so I need to um, figure that out I, I actually I'm, I have a project that I'm working on um, that I'm looking forward to it Hold on. That that yawn wasn't quite quite that loud, but I I did make noise in tribute to uh, Father's Day, which was last Sunday, because uh, for some reason, uh, dads, I think you have to uh, your cum has to grow up. Uh, your cum has to actually like. Uh, change and morph into a human being to get a loud yawn but it's just some rite of passage I think or maybe that's just all the frustration of being like taken advantage of and uh, you know have, <laughs> having the that's what that is the, the loud yawn is just cries for help that's all it is hold on let me write that down no I'm just joking uh, um, pain folks physical pain um mental anguish being released every i mean that has to be common like i know multiple people's whose dads uh i don't know how many s's that was but i know multiple people who have dads that that yell when they yawn my dad did um i just yeah i know i've seen it a lot I've, i've heard it you know there's no shame sometimes you just you'll be you know in public and uh, you'll just cheer <laughs> I hope I didn't blow your eardrums out uh, unless it turns you on then I'll blow them all day long baby yep um, I was actually uh, I was in, in my car not long ago 
at night. I'm in Vegas, right? And I live on Las Vegas Boulevard. I'm like pretty close to the Welcome to Vegas sign. So it's a hot ticket spot, okay? And uh, I'm just sitting in my car. Car's off, windows are down. Enjoying the cool breeze of the night, and I hear this guy screaming, right? Ah! And at first I was like, oh, he must be tired, he's yawning. But it was different. It was like uh, perhaps someone losing a battle with uh, sanity. I don't know if they fell down and hit their knee. I don't know. But I didn't do anything. I didn't look for the person. I didn't, I didn't try to investigate because it was a guy. And I, fr- I found out that I have bias. I have, I have a bias to screams. Because if I heard a woman scream, I would probably investigate it just a little bit, you know. I'd, pro- I'd peek around, see if somebody needs help. Uh, but, oh, Lord. Another thing about being in comedy clubs, folks... Uh, you're basically a lot of times you're at a nightclub and in some clubs like Bonkers in Altamont Springs uh, they turn into a nightclub after the comedy show's over with like loud bass, techno music whatever you know it's in a bar like in a hotel so show's over like alright folks everybody thank you for coming to the comedy show and Right now, we're starting the dance fest. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That was a terrible uh, impression of uh, nightclub music. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, so. Pardon me. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Nightclubs. Oh, the amount of times I've been around couples fighting good lord just lots of screams yeah, fuck you you know what are you doing what are you thinking men women men and men women and women uh, I've seen a lot of couples arguing and um, I'm always curious I always want to go hey what happened you guys seemed so happy 30 minutes ago you know you were just chilling uh, but that's how relationships are, right? You know, you like uh, humans are only meant to cohabitate to a certain extent, in my opinion. Um, and you know, sometimes you fall in love, and uh, you know, things are it's it's difficult, it's tough. Uh, so I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not better than these people. I don't judge these people for fighting something that everybody does even happy couples have disagreements but it's a real freak show I gotta tell you and that's why I don't go to nightclubs I don't need more drama in my life alright so anyway I'll just read one of these emails and then I'll save the other for next week uh, if I do it, it'll be episode 100. Um, this, uh, first and probably only email for this week is, uh, 
from a fella who writes, Yo, Andrew, um, hope you bring the podcast back soon. I always enjoy listening to it. I'm curious about what you think about this pandemic. Uh, Do you think that human beings would behave differently if it was a different time period, say, during the Black Plague? Uh, Do you think people would listen more? Uh, Because it seems like a lot of people don't care about following the guidelines from the CDC. I hope to hear another podcast soon. Thanks again, Edgar in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, Well, Edgar, I got to tell you, buddy, I think humans have evolved over the years to an extent, um, certainly with technology, certainly with the ability to talk to people on the other side of the world. But I don't think that the core functions of people have changed that much. And what I mean is basically... um, the way we evolved so far over the centuries, the millennia, whatever uh, you know, what you, whatever you want to call it, is kind of just like, in my opinion, kind of just like uh, buying. It's like we bought new clothes and we're flashy uh, dressers now, you know. But this person, the actual like behavior patterns that we follow are pretty similar, I think, going back in history. I mean. You hear it all the time, like, uh, there's certain things, like, uh, as gross as it may be, there's a lot of dudes that are, uh, in the world trying to date young women, and I don't even mean women, I mean young, you know, young teenage girls, like 15, whatever, that still happens, and in some states, it's actually legal to get married with consent, you know, from the parents I think I don't know I personally don't even want to date anybody under 25 that's my personal rule I feel like by the time you're 25 you live through the aforementioned I know everything sort of state well maybe not but you're you know the difference between someone who's 20 and someone who's 25 is pretty striking because life's shit on you just enough that you are a little bit more mellow and especially if you're they say women are a few years ahead of men in maturity so my goal is like I try to I'm 34 so my goal I think now is I want to date someone you know like like 30 29 something like that you know like maybe maybe I bump up the age minimum a little bit because I've had that age minimum for 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 a while uh, but I would, I would never, I'm maybe still 25, like 26, but cause you know, there's, there's probably a bit more maturity. In fact, we might be on the same maturity level if I dated like a 27 year old lady, uh, we might actually be on the same level of maturity. What is that? Seven years difference. That sounds right. So, uh, Wow, did I answer your question? I don't think anybody would really do anything different. The, the the It's actually kind of more of a slap in the face now because during the time of the Black Plague, 
technology, science wasn't as advanced. I mean, they... I don't remember, but they probably were still using leeches and bloodletting when you went to the doctor. Or they just cut your arms off. They had no fucking idea what they were doing. And, uh, you know, things have upgraded. Things have advanced now. Or people, but, but just look at how people are reacting now. And the fact that, you know, scientists can look at possibly where the virus originated they can see how it travels by looking at how it evolves and replicates itself from person to person and this virus is like constantly evolving itself and so they're able to follow just like they follow dna in people and that's how you can tell like old you know you can look at your dna versus your grandparents dna and you can see the changes in it and you're able to like see who the older person is who the younger person is based on how things have evolved so technology is so much more advanced now but people still don't give a shit you know what I mean and I have a feeling that back during the Black Plague they probably thought that it was like you know dragons or some shit you know they were like oh no you know the sky uh, we didn't appease anybody oh that was right that's my point 14 year old women ladies girls whatever you want to call it right so people are out there they're still you know uh grooming there's men that are out there trying to hunt down 14 15 year old 16 year old girls to try to like uh they call it grooming right like uh which actually sounds nice i don't know why they use that word like grooming is like one of the nicest things you could do like somebody's like oh i'm having a bare hair day oh let me help you you know let me uh comb that for you i'm grooming you it sounds a little bit nicer to me than the word they it should use a different word uh but if you look at history i mean this has been going on since the time of jesus or before like in the in the bible excuse me for having uh, been forced to attend church when i was young but they I, that's the one thing I, I I remember that it's probably one of the big reasons why I just avoided religion um, because I read about how you know Joseph and Mary it was like Joseph was like 30 and Mary was 14 or some shit and I was just like that's disgusting and then I found out about Elvis and Chuck Berry and Tiny Tim I think it was and like you know all these like people historically these dudes are going after these young women and first of all it's like have you been around teenage girls they don't stop talking you know <laughs> kind of annoying I have to say I don't think I could uh, I, you know I don't even want to be friends with a 14 year old girl why would anyway my point is uh, people are pretty much the same as they have been uh, since time began, I assume. I mean, do you think there was like a single-celled organism, our distant ancestor, that, I don't know, lived to the, uh, lived to the age of three? And it was looking around trying to mack on one-year-old amoebas or some shit, you know, like... Hey, how are you doing? Can I uh, comb your hair, baby? Uh, 
anyway, that's that. I don't know. I think people are the same. I think uh, we have nicer clothes and we can uh, we have satellites and we can talk to people on the other side of the planet instantaneously. But the core of us is not very different for the most part. Obviously, there's always the exception to the rule, but I don't care for it, you know? I don't, I don't like people in general. I mean, I like you guys uh, and gals and whatever, if you're listening, whoever you are, whoever you identify as, all right? If you like, if you're, uh, you're people, I like, I like, can I say I like you people? And just, I'm talking about everybody and not one category of, uh, <laughs> in these tense times. Um, but thank you, Edgar. I appreciate your email. Um, I hope I answered your question. I hope you enjoyed um, hearing me talk about it. Um, and by the way, Bellingham, I've never been, but I have, I actually have a friend. If I'm not mistaken, it's like between Seattle and the Canadian border up there. There's, there's a large, is it Ontario? There's a large Canadian city on, on the West Coast. I need to look at a map. I need to go to Canada. I haven't been to Canada. Isn't that crazy? I, you know, I need to go. I need to go to Mexico. I need to go. I, if you really want to travel the world, you got to at least go to things that you're next to, in my opinion, you know. And eventually, you know, I want to go to Europe and all that stuff too. Australia. Oh, my gosh. New Zealand. I got a buddy that's posted a ton of pictures and videos. This comedian, Forrest Shaw. Really funny dude. Really cool dude. Forrest Shaw, uh, and uh, he was on tour or just visiting New Zealand. I forget. Uh, probably on tour. The guy travels. Does he's doing really well? But he's fucking hilarious, so he deserves it. Um, but I, I I knew him in Florida. Like I remember, you know, uh, yeah, I met him in Florida, and uh, he uh, what was I fucking talking about? Um, no booze, ladies and gentlemen. If I had drank one glass of wine or or one beer or whatever, I or a shot of whiskey, I would remember everything, or nothing at all. Um, but New Zealand is just such a magical looking place, and I wanna I wanna go there someday for sure. Uh, but Bellingham, I remember being. I have a, f- a couple of friends from that area, and I remember being on a flight one time, and there was two Canadian dudes sitting next to me and um, I brought up Bellingham and they were like oh Bellingham oh yeah you yeah you we uh, all times we uh, <laughs> all times we uh, go down there and uh, we fly out of Bellingham eh uh <laughs> I'm getting better at my impressions, uh, but still not good enough, folks. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was just this random, you know, small town, but, you know, what are the odds? Like, you're talking to somebody, you bring up, I wasn't even close, I wasn't in Washington State, I was, I forget where I was, Texas or uh, California, I don't remember. They were like, oh, yeah, anyway. Uh, this is, has been the podcast, folks. I hope you enjoyed Comedy Outsider Podcast episode number 99 with your host, 
Andrew Burnett. Thank you for listening, folks. And enjoy yourselves. And don't forget, um, if you don't social distance because of the coronavirus, just social distance because uh, people are gross, all right? All right, enjoy yourselves. Goodbye. Goodbye.